You are listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, where it's all about responding with confidence to the legal, financial, and personal challenges created by disability, unexpected illness, or simply aging in general. Join us weekly as elder law attorneys Tim Takis, Barbara McGinnis, Chris Johnson, and other members of the Takis McGinnis Elder Care Law Team talk about the tools, techniques, strategies, and services that will make the elder care journey easier for everyone involved. Get ready, because aging starts now. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode number 80 of Aging Starts Now. I'm Chris Johnson, attorney and partner here at Tagus McGinnis Elder Care Law. Joining me today is our very own Dana Henschel. She is the outreach coordinator at our firm, but she is also a PAC certified independent trainer and a contract worker with Mental Health America of the Mid-South. Today, we're going to be talking with her about normal aging versus not normal aging. Welcome, Dana. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, we're excited to have you, especially because you bring a, a real level of expertise in this area. And when I, when I saw the topic and I reached out to you and said, Dana, normal aging versus not normal aging, what the heck is not normal aging? Right. Well, everybody is concerned about losing their memory, of course, and, and perhaps getting dementia. And as we get older, some new developments may give us pause to question whether or not what we're doing is normal or not normal. I know that one thing that gets me, especially as a networker, when I'm out in the community, I may recognize someone's face, but I may not be immediately able to recall that person's name or I remember the person's name well after the conversation is over or I may pause and try to find the right word word finding is sometimes difficult for me it really bothers my husband but anyway um, the, the great news is that this is normal um, with not normal aging words won't come even with visual or verbal cues um, not normal aging would be not being able to place the person at all and this may be a person who you are very close with and you may not know the relationship with this person um, so with normal aging we're slower to do when we may hesitate more we need more need more time to think things through, um, but not normal aging is it's hard to get somebody started, unable to think the same or do the same as before. And a good example of this is that I have a family member who has a dementia diagnosis, and the first red flag for him was not being able to add the tip onto a check at a restaurant. Um, now, this isn't really a red flag if it were me. I'm bad at math. I use a calculator for two. <laughs> two. Um, but this is a person who is great with numbers, made his money through working with numbers, and was having difficulty adding up a tip. So that was not normal for him. I got it. Well, I guess the first thing I'm going to say is I'm a little relieved when you started describing not being able to put a face to a name because I think that gets us all at one time or another. I know I personally can be terrible with names and faces, and so that's a relief. So it isn't 
really the normal aging is you may have some hesitation, you may have a, be slow to recall certain things, names, faces, words, but the not normal aging it's like a wall. It's like a dead end street. Like you, you can't do it. Even with the assistance, even with the cues, you just, you hit a blockade. That's correct. Okay. Well, that, that is certainly fascinating. So I think what we should do now is we should have you tell our audience, what the heck is this PAC Certified Independent Trainer? Tell us about that. Sure. PAC stands for Positive Approach to Care, which is a method developed by Tipa Snow, a very well-known, well-respected occupational therapist. And Tipa and her team's mission is to shed a positive light on dementia so that everyone can understand why this is happening and support those living with brain change in a more positive and respectful way. Um, and the way that I became a trainer is I went to a three-day training through a partnership with Mental Health America of the Mid-South uh, to learn how to educate other professionals and family members on dementia and how to improve their interactions with their loved ones and those that they care for. So do you go out and provide this training in the community? I do. Um, I do this through Mental Health of America, but also with Takeus McGinnis elder care law. We have been training uh, the Metro Nashville Sheriff's Office. Um, I've also trained some of the home care agencies that we partner with, as well as staff of some memory care facilities that we work with in the area. Oh, how wonderful. That's got to make you feel pretty good because I'll bet you a lot of these people need the help understanding because it can be difficult. I, I think you and I both have uh, personal experiences dealing with family members who are, who are struggling with issues like this. And it, it, if you don't have the appropriate tools, it can be a very frustrating process. It can be. And even people who work in the business every single day, it's always great to get those little refreshers. And sometimes you hear something that you didn't hear before, so you can always tweak your approach. And I will also say, having both been in the industry as a professional and having dealt with it in my personal life, dealing with it as a daughter, as a daughter-in-law, is much different than dealing with it as a professional. It's hard when it hits home. It's hard when it's your loved one. Yeah, it really is different. I I share that same thing with my clients. I, I dealt with it as a grandchild and I was uh, young uh, when I was confronted with it. And I remember I've done, I, I am nowhere near the level of you, uh, but I have been in a Tipa Snow course where they teach you about these things. And what I remember sitting there thinking in the course was, I wish I had this information at that time. You know, that was, I mean, we're talking 30 plus years ago now, but the things that they would tell you and, and how to respond to certain situations, it, it would have made all the difference in the world because it, it is it, people who suffer these uh, debilitating diseases. They it can be embarrassing. It can be socially awkward. There are all these other things, this baggage that comes along with it, which is why it makes people not want to deal with it, kind of want to put their head in the sand. And that's the exact wrong response, isn't it? 
That is. Um, and what I always say is if you know someone or perhaps even yourself are concerned about brain change, some people do want to put their head in the sand. But just because you're experiencing some of the symptoms doesn't necessarily mean that you have dementia. Um, there are some other things that can mimic dementia that can be fixed. Um, depression is one of them. A delirium from a medication change or a big one with seniors is a urinary tract infection. Uh, I used to work at an assisted living community and the minute a resident started acting strange, we would always get a urine sample to see if they had a UTI. And I always give the example of this one resident she was very cranky. That was just her personality. It was part of her charm. And whenever she started acting really nice to staff, we would always get a urine sample. And she would almost 99% of the time have a urinary tract infection because being nice was not her normal. So it was a red flag to us. That's, um, that is too funny. Well, so tell us then, why does an elder care law firm have a PAC certified independent trainer on staff? Why, why do we do that? Sure. Well, as you know, take us McGinnis Elder Care Law. We are a life care planning law firm. And as such, we take more of a holistic approach when working with clients. And so, yes, we want to make sure they have the right documents for their legal needs. But we also want to make sure that their care needs are met, which is why we also have elder care coordinators. And as a PAC trainer, I can offer our clients care partners tools on how to better serve someone with brain change. So we do learning cafes here for our clients. So this is a service that we offer to them. Also, we have videos on our webpage about what they can expect when their loved one has a dementia diagnosis. And we're all about education. So this is something that we provide to the community, as well as to the people that we work with in the community. Like I mentioned earlier, our home health agencies and our caregivers at facilities around town. Okay. So what can families expect when a loved one gets a dementia diagnosis? What can they expect to go through and what does the future look like for them? Sure. First, I would say that um, dementia is, of course, an umbrella term. There are over 400 different types of dementias. Alzheimer's, of course, is the most common and well-known, but there are also uh, vascular dementia. People who have strokes often get a vascular dementia diagnosis. There's also Parkinson's and Lewy bodies. Um, so dementia doesn't automatically mean Alzheimer's. And Alzheimer's does not just mean memory problems. That's what I hear a lot when people call in or when I worked at the assisted living, family members would come in and they'd say, well, you know, mom, she just has a, a touch of dementia or she's just having some issues with her, her memory. Um, but dementia is brain failure. So the brain is dying. Uh, the, there are four truths about dementia. At least two parts of the brain are dying. It's chronic. It can't be fixed. It's progressive. It will get worse. And it is terminal. So I think families need to be 
prepared with that information, ready for the long haul, you know, because being forewarned is being forearmed so that they can get their team and plan in place uh, before they're in the crisis stage. And there are, it's over 400 types of, of chronic brain diseases that fall under the umbrella of dementia. I heard you right, correct? Yes. Dementia is kind of a symptom, um, and it, it is an umbrella for 400 different types of dementias. Um, Alzheimer's, of course, people just automatically go to Alzheimer's, but right. it's just one of many. Unbelievable. So we're, I mean, this has to be very overwhelming for anyone who, who is going through this and realizing that they're, because what you're, what's really happening is you're starting a new journey. It's a, because the arc, the trajectory of your loved one's life has, has forever been changed with this diagnosis. What are, where do the families go to get help? Sure. Um, I do want to, to say one little PSA. Um, when you do go to your doctor, if you don't like the answer that you get from your doctor, I would suggest getting a second opinion. Um, my family member who was di- who was later diagnosed with dementia first went to his PCP and was told that this was normal aging. Um, the fact that he could not add up the tip. Um, so this was something that his PCP did not know his normal. So I would advocate for your loved one to make sure you're getting the right care. Secondly, if you see changes in your loved one, I would recommend going to a neurologist or a neuropsychologist to get a, a mini mental is the type of test that they do, um, which will set you kind of on the right path. And even if you aren't experiencing brain change, it's also a good idea sometimes to get a baseline so that you're kind of testing yourself against yourself. So I shared that I'm bad with math. Uh, so one of the questions on the mini mental is to count backwards by seven from 100. Count backwards from 100 by seven. So I can get to 93. That's as good as <laughs> So I don't have brain change. That is my normal. Uh, so sometimes when it, we would see at the assisted living, people who are highly intelligent engineers, um, it would be mid to late disease before someone really clued in that something was wrong because they would always pass the mini mental because they were not being tested against their former abilities. Interesting. Um, so those, those types of things are important. But as far as resources, they can always call our office. We are here to help. Secondly, Mental Health America of the Mid-South, they are a nonprofit. All of their services are free. And then you can also Google Tipa Snow. She is amazing, and she has a whole host of YouTube videos that are readily available. Um, Alzheimer's Tennessee, Alzheimer's Association, Parkinson's Foundation, Peterson for Parkinson's. These are some of the resources that are out there, and we can link all of these to our show notes page on this episode. Oh, that would be wonderful. And for our audience, can you spell TIPA? I think snow is the common spelling, but just so if people are going to Google her, they, they can uh, easily do it. Sure. It is TEPA, T-E-E-P-A, and then SNOW, S-N-O-W. You got it. And so, 
I, actually, I want to have a little fun with this test. So you said start at 100 and count backwards by sevens. Is that, was that one of the tests? That's one of the questions. Yeah. All right. So you gave me the first one, 93. It should go 86, 79, 72, 65, uh, 58, 51, 44. All right. I, I think I'm okay for now. Yeah, you're just showing off, and I don't even know if you're right or wrong. <laughs> well, it's, it is trickier. I mean, you have to concentrate. I'm sitting here. I'm Luckily, I'm in a room all by myself while I do it, and, and I find myself having to focus on those numbers. And if you lose focus for just a second, you can get tripped up. So I can see where that would be a tricky test. Well, this has been fantastic, Dana. Is there anything else that you haven't shared that you were hoping to get out in this podcast? I think I covered it. Well, this has been amazing. Dana, thank you so much for sharing your time and your expertise in this area. I know there are families out there who this information is crucial for, and it'll really improve how they handle this going forward. So everyone, all of our listeners, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Tagus McGinnis is a life care planning law firm helping families respond to the legal and financial challenges caused by chronic illness or disability of an elderly loved one. Join us next week for another episode of Aging Starts Now. Thank you for listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast. For more information about today's show, visit tn-elderlaw.com, click on the free resources tab, and then click on Aging Starts Now. You'll find the show notes there. And while you're at it, why not check out all the free resources available at tn-elderlaw.com. Document downloads, the Tagus McGinnis blog, educational videos, informative articles, helpful links, a TV show, and more. It's all there, free for the taking. If you enjoy listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, please subscribe, rate the show, or leave us a review. It's easy to do on whatever app you use to listen. We would love your feedback on the show. Aging starts now. We'll be back next week with more candid discussions about challenges created by aging, disability, and unexpected illness.